but we're here to talk about Judaism. So where do they think they go when they die? Well, you should try asking the rabbi. Although I should warn you, you might not get an answer. So where do Jewish people think they go when they die? Where do you think we go? Well, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. Why do you think you're asking all these questions? I just, I just really want to know what happens. Do you think that's part of God's infinite plan? I think your whole religion is a sham just so you can get extra holidays off from work. Oh, gotta go. It's Buchwach. morning, America. How are ya? I'm Rabbi Dave. I am Friar Rod, and a little slow this morning. And it's okay. Got that throat gunk going on. It's okay to be slow. Well, see, now, so do I. Mm-hmm. But I did offer last week to change the time that we do this to a more, less gunky time. Yeah. And after all yeah. this discussion, we decided that really, this is the best time. Yeah, it is. So, our gunk-riddled voices. That's what you get, folks. You get that grumpy old white guy voice crap in the morning. (laughs) 60-year-old people. Which is weird. But there is more important news today. There is? There is incredible news this morning that has shot across the the news wires this morning. It's all over the The morning news shows and the interwebs. Okay. And that is that this year's Super Bowl halftime show will be performed by none other than Usher. An Usher? They're grabbing an Usher from the stands to perform? Well, I thought his house fell, but I don't. Hmm. I, I, I always feel old when these shows come across for the Super Bowl thing because everybody's so excited about it. And I'm like, I have no clue who that is. Oh, I know. I know who he is. It's just, I don't know. Well, I feel even worse about it because, and see, here's the problem with my my life's work, which is that I hate Super Bowl halftime shows. I always have. Yeah. I since they did away with marching bands and you know regular halftime shows, mm-hmm. I I don't recall a, a single show that I actually enjoyed. Maybe the Prince show. In 2007. You didn't enjoy the Janet Jackson nip slip? I saw the Janet Jackson nip slip. I saw it live. And I had just upgraded my TV system to a DVR system. So I had the ability ability to rewind. Which I did. (laughs) Several times. Because I couldn't believe. Did that really happen? And when they came back to the game, I thought, surely they will say something. Because when we screw up in radio, we have mm-hmm. to immediately issue an on-air apology. I'm sorry that I dropped that F-bomb in the last segment. 
<laughs> it was not my intention, and it's not my normal fucking way of doing things. I'm sorry that Rod, the caller, used a bad word. Because if we don't do that, uh-huh. and some little gray-haired old lady, probably named Doris, sends a letter to the FCC, it's $320,000 per occurrence. Huh. So if you get some caller that's got a real, you know, mush mouth and you don't, you don't, you don't hit that button in time, well. You have to apologize. Or even worse, here's the ones that I hate. So one guy will drop a word, you hit the button and it drops 15 seconds, right? You, mm-hmm. you dump it. But it takes time to rebuild that buffer back up. Sure. It takes a couple minutes. So then he starts dropping another one before uh. the buffer's built back up again. And so you don't you have enough, you don't have enough dump time, right? So anyway, the good news is Usher will be doing the halftime show. And what I hate about my line of work is that it's almost a requirement that I have to watch the halftime show uh-huh. because I have to comment on it. Even though you could take the last 25 Super Bowls and say, okay, here's Dave's comment on the Super Bowl halftime show. Unless it was Prince, it sucked. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. It was offensive. It was silly. It was dumb. Yeah. I, I may do that. I may record my commentary on it beforehand. What was the one a couple of years ago? The Weekend? That show oh, was the terrible. The Weekend, yeah. Uh, uh, why do people think that that was good? I don't know. I would much rather just have the performer perform. I don't need all the, the graphics and the, the TV stuff going. And, and I still couldn't tell you a single Usher song, but I can tell you there's a great book by Edgar Allan Poe called The Fall of the House of Usher. And see, now, if he was going to do that, if he was going to perform The Fall of the House of Usher, that would be great. And I'm just saying here, it, you know, the, the Alan Parsons Project wrote a whole album about Edgar Allan Poe stories. And I'm just saying, Usher, if you're listening, it's an idea. And it would be unique and it would be different. And and it would confuse the hell out of people because most of them don't know Edgar Allan Poe, right? Yeah. But here's what you could do. You could invite Alan Parsons Project to be the second band. And you could do the Fall of the House of Usher. And they could just, like, push him off the stage or something. Yeah. That'd be great. See, I'd tune in for that. Yeah, you realize you realize they haven't had like a white guy on uh, on the halftime show in a long time since Paul McCartney. Um, I'm thinking 2016 is at least one participated. Let's see. I know they had Bruno uh, Mars a couple of years ago, a few years ago. He wasn't bad, but generally speaking, the yeah. shows are just nonsense and they're too long. He's, he's not a white guy though. Well, not that I'm racist or anything. I'm just not that I'm just observing that uh, yeah. that there seems to be a pattern of of things developing here. Well, that only certain. That, I remember the year that perf- Pepsi did the show and they had Britney Spears do the show, and that was the same year that they had uh, Bob Dole pitching Pepsi as well. And I thought, well, at least you could slip in a Viagra joke here too, but that didn't go. Oh, over I guess well. they had Eminem in 2022 along with Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. Right, that was the big celebration of hip-hop, right? Yeah, I guess so. Where they had yeah. all the, the buildings and everything. See, it's sad because Maroon I've actually five, seen I these. guess Maroon 5 2019. Who? 
Maroon 5. What is that? You don't know Maroon 5? I do Adam not. Levine? That that doesn't help. <sighs> Dude, you got to listen to some songs. I do listen to songs. I have a whole Spotify list full of songs. You want to you want to hear the top 10 songs on my on my Spotify <laughs> list here? Uh I can remember my password. This is scintillating radio here, right? You, you've Dave's heard moves like 10. Jagger, right? I don't know. All right, you ready? Number All one, right. Navy Blue, Diane Renway. Number two, Take a Letter, Maria, R.B. Greaves. Number three, Sweet Pea, Tommy Rowe. Number four, Next Door to an Angel, Neil Sedaka. Number five, Beautiful Sunday by Daniel Boone. Number six, now this one I'll get, Bohemian Rhapsody by the Zach Brown Band. Okay. Uh, let's see. Number seven, Holy Cowboy by Renee Blair. Number eight, You're So Cool by Hans Zimmer. Number nine, Sister Golden Hair by America. Number 10, Son of a Preacher Man by Dusty Springfield. There you go. That's what okay. I listen to. There's one playlist that I, I listen to every week, which is on Spotify. They have a new country music list every week on Fridays, and I listen to that. Uh -huh. So that's where I get my new music from. So if it ain't on there, I ain't hearing it. Yeah, so Maroon Maroon Five has songs like Moves Like Jagger. I mean, they they have some decent. They're they were a decent pop group. They are a decent pop group. Well, there you go. None of which has anything to do with what we were talking about today. It was just breaking news before, right before we went on the air. Was that Usher would be doing the halftime show, and I knew you would want to know because <laughs> it's the kind of thing people care about. I have a question though for you. Let's get on to the let's get on to the meat of the day. Sure. Having grown up in religious families, uh -huh. I can tell you that as the son of a preacher man by Dusty Springfield, number 10 on my list, uh, there were times when I just absolutely did not want to go. I hated going to certain services. Sure. Hated it. My mother, I, I don't think she still has forgiven me. For January of 1980, the Super Bowl for uh -huh. the 1979 season, the Rams versus the Steelers, two teams that I have no particular interest in, but I didn't want to go to the Sunday night service. I wanted to watch the Super Bowl, uh -huh. which hitherto that had always been in the afternoon, but now they had moved it to the evening. And I explained to my mother, I'm not going, I'm watching the Super Bowl because we were in a very small church. Uh -huh. In a very small town in Colorado, where the average attendance of the Sunday night service was eight, seven of whom were Bowmans. So, <laughs> I didn't go. I think she's still so mad it's, about it. It's a family service, basically. Right. I still think she's mad about that, but, oh, God, the first time I came home on leave and didn't go to Sunday school. Oh, oh wow. But there are certain services that I particularly do not like going to, but okay. they are required. And you feel like if you don't go, God's going to strike you down. Sure. So today, okay, the 25th of September, as I, 24th of September, sorry, as I sit here, Sunday morning, before the NFL kicks off. As I've so often said, I like to worship at the church of the NFL. Mm -hmm. 
even as I sit here right now, I am counting down the hours to this evening, when the sun sets and it becomes Yom Kippur. Okay. I feel okay. like I need to put some echo or something on that, but okay. it's the holiest Yom day Kippur, of the year. Kippur, right. Kippur, 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 Kippur. It's the holiest day of the year. And it's the absolute worst service that that we have to go to. I hate the, the what so we call for, the cold for those that are service. unaware, what is right. Yom Kippur? The Day of Atonement. It's the holiest okay. day of the year. Read your Bible, people. You read all about it in the book of Leviticus, or as we call it, Vaikra. And um it's the day where the priest goes into the Holy of Holies and slaughters the, the cow and there's the goats okay. involved and and everybody's supposed to repent. And we have this service that drags on and on. Well, it's because you're dealing with sin, Dave. On. You gotta I mean you gotta yes. drag it out. See, and this is the thing. You literally have to recite every sin for the previous twelve months that you have committed. And then you have to beat yourself in the chat. I'm not making this up. You have to. Okay. I did this. I did this. I did this. I did. And it goes on. And just in case you forgot, virtually every sin there is, is written down in the book. So even if you didn't, I don't know, do something, it's in the book because you might've thought about it at some point. Sure. Sense of omission. Right. So, and this, this takes literally hours. I mean, it just, sure. and for some worst, people, the worst part about it. Yeah. <laughs> the worst part about it is that now I attend a very small synagogue. Now we might have 20 people there tonight. Maybe. Oh, sure. Yeah. Maybe. But when I was in Modesto, I attended the synagogue there, which is a much larger synagogue. And also a much more liberal synagogue. Mm-hmm. Now I belong to a very orthodox, conservative synagogue. Okay. In Modesto, it's a reform congregation, which I commonly refer to as Unitarian Jews. But Okay. <laughs> Unitarian Jews. So they have this service, but because they know everybody's going to come, because there are three services that every Jewish male is supposed to go to, but only one they really go to, which is the Kol Nidre service, which is tonight, Yom, Yom Kippur Eve. Uh-huh. So since they know everybody's going to be there, they turn it into half of the service is just a, hey, you need to get your membership up to date. Oh, and by the way, the building fund is, is you know, a little behind. Sure. Oh, by the way, this fund over here needs some help. Here's the status on the budget, right. which everybody loves. Right. Oh, and here are the, the five or ten people who really kicked ass when they donated this year, so they get to carry the Torah schools around. <laughs> and it goes Pay for on. performance. Right. So Cammy and I got married in August of 2009. Yom mm-hmm. Kippur that year, for some reason, as I recall, was fairly early in September. So I said to her, hey, let's go to the Kol Nidre service. Oh, no. Yeah. That's the last service she ever went to because it's (laughs) so long. Now, here it's not bad. Like I said, I belong to a different kind of congregation and much more 
fitting with my beliefs, I guess. Uh, it's an Orthodox congregation, but it, it leans into conservatism. It's not, so, so you have this image of, of Orthodox Jews, right? You know, with the mm-hmm. hats and the beards and yeah. the, and our rabbi is that, but the congregation itself is not. Yeah. So it's a little more, um, opening, I guess, and a, a lot more welcoming. Nobody, the only question they ask is, are you Jewish? They don't ask, are you Reformed Jewish? Are you conservative? Jewish? None of that. Hmm. Are you Ashkenazi or Sephardic? They don't care. If you if you answer the question is Jewish, yes, you're in. Okay, that doesn't stop them from sending out. I have received at least four emails just since we started. My email oh, thing wow. keeps going. Ding ding ding. Hey, the Apple Fund could use your help, but at least they're not doing it tonight <laughs> at the service. Right. Yet. No, I don't think they will. Okay. It's a it, it, in this particular denomination of Judaism, Kavad, it's yeah. a little. It's kind of uh, what's the word for it? So do you have attorney. like bulletins, you know, like the the no. evangelical church. They'll no. have like little bulletins. No, you have a siddur, which I don't have anywhere near me, which is a book, a prayer book. Okay. And we have a special prayer book for Yom Kippur. So the regular siddur is like that thick, mm-hmm. and the Yom Kippur siddur is like that thick. Because there are, there's the service tonight, which is the Kol Nidre, mm-hmm. which is the one you've heard uh, Neil Diamond sing about. That's the whole plot for uh, the jazz singer in Neil Diamond. Is he's hmm. a cantor and his grand, his dad's a cantor and his dad can't sing the Kol Nidre prayer. And so he has to return. He has to repent and come back to the synagogue to sing the Kol Nidre. Kol Nidre, Adonai. Anyway, so the whole okay. point of that, that, if you've never seen that just absolutely horrible movie, in which Neil Diamond dons blackface, but nobody wants to talk about it. Um, <laughs> that's the whole movie right there. Except that he has an affair with uh, Lucy Arnaz along the way. Okay. So, anyway. And at the end of the movie, he's a famous singer, and his dad, the cantor, is happy. None they of obviously didn't have social media back then because the blackface would have come back to haunt See, him. I don't get this. This was 1980, right? Mm-hmm. We're canceling people from 50 years ago for blackface. Now, yeah. I'm not saying Neil Diamond should be canceled. That's not what I'm saying at all. But it does seem strange to me that we all love Neil Diamond so much that we're just ignoring that. We're mm-hmm. just like, eh, you know, he didn't it really was a want movie, to go. Movie plot twist thing. <sighs> well, it was a remake of a really bad movie, the first talkie movie. Anyway. So the service will be tonight, and okay. I will be there in this thing that drags on. And then tomorrow... Beating yourself? Yes. And then tomorrow, we will have all-day services, because tomorrow we're supposed to afflict, our, afflict ourselves. It's a okay. fast day, so we can't, eat, can't even have coffee. And that's oh, just not okay. right. That's, just, that's wrong. That's, that's not right. See, there aren't, there aren't a lot of things that God and I disagree on, but that's one of them. That's a horrible and service. That's, the, pe- the people are going to be really grumpy, angry, yeah. and grumpy. You don't want me at a service where, where A, I can't eat, and B, I can't have coffee. That's mm-hmm. just wrong. There aren't a lot of things that God and I really need to discuss, but that's one of them. And so my approach is, is that a rabbinical rule, or is that actually in the Torah? I'm thinking rabbinical. But see, here's the problem. The, the Torah says we are supposed to afflict ourselves. Mm-hmm. And the rabbis say, well, you know, 
Is there a better way to well, afflict yourself than to not have your caffeine? You're supposed to afflict yourselves, not everyone around you. That's what mm. happens without the coffee, Dave. That and the headaches. <laughs> right? Yeah, I guess. So anyway, we do that all day tomorrow. And then we have a a breakfast at 6.30 at night when when the day is over. And mm-hmm. So we break the fast. And, and then they... Uh, and as we get ready to leave, they kind of see, you know, hey, you know, the Apple Fund still could use a little, uh, yeah. little injection there. But there unlike Christian churches, we do not pass a plate. So there is no offering, per se. Yeah, so we we always did a basket. It was like right. a basket. Whatever. Yeah. You non-denominational people that don't want to pay not, for the really actual not, plate. Non-liturgical, basically, evangelical. So that's the service I have to go to tonight. And be it with, sounds like you're put, looking forward put, to put, it. Put me in your thoughts and prayers because this is not the funnest time of year for me. <laughs> well, so coming, I don't remember too much of the, the services I didn't like when I was growing up in the Methodist church, just because I didn't pay attention to half of them. I was like doodling on the, on the bulletin that they would pass out looking at the, or I'd, I would prefetch basically pre-search the, the hymns that we were going to sing and, and kind of like put little bookmarks in each place. So I knew where, where we were going to be in. Cause I like the music part. I've always liked the music part coming right. from a long line of musicians. But for, for me in the evangelical church, it wasn't so much a service. Well, I guess there, there's a couple of things. So, so one service at the church we went to, because we had an outside amphitheater that we would, uh, during the during the summer months, we would have one service outside and one service inside. Well, they they, they started to do this thing called Friendship Sunday, Ugh. and it's it sounds sorry to say that that sounds, sounds terrible. Okay, but it's it, they have one service. It's outside, and all the families are there. There's no there's no child services, no Sunday school. All the families are together, and I just remember, um, I love my son, but he was a very active and unaware young child. And so those services, we were, we didn't hear anything that was going on because we were spending our time making sure that, that our son was entertained and not annoying other people. And so uh, that's probably the one service that I hate the most, but the, the messages that I really disliked were, were of course Christmas and Easter, just because they were prescriptive and it was always like the same. They always did the well. I mean, they don't have thing. a lot of material to work with there, right? No, and 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 you, of course, the services are packed because the people come back, right? Based like on guilt, right? Right. Yeah, they need to come Everybody back. And, up. Yeah, everyone shows up, so they're hearing the same message, and it's kind of like the songs, the music is fine. I, and the music never bothered me. There's there's enough variety in the Christmas and Easter songs that that was fun. But see, one of the yeah, things was, I do appreciate about Judaism. And and for those of you not keeping up, I did grow up in the Christian church. My father was a pastor. I was actually were, a pastor for seven years. Yeah. Which just proves that there is no God because there's no way in hell oh, God geez. would allow me to be a pastor. <laughs> but at any rate, <laughs> one of the things I always hated was was junior church, kids church. Mm-hmm. I hated that. I just I still cringe at the idea that Hey, we're all going to go to church as a family. You people go over there, away from us. We don't. We don't do that in Judaism. Kids stay in the service. 
So we just, our kids just start in the evangelical church. They would just start in their Sunday school classes. We would drop them off and they would have their activities based on their age range. So we don't do that. The uh, junior high we and make, high school we make would start. the kids stand there and go, I did this. I did this. I okay, did that. Yeah. We, no, you, no, just cause you're a kid, you don't get out of this. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Had a long discussion one day with your, uh, your former co-host there about kids church and okay. stuff like that. Anyway, so the good news is today is Yom Kippur. The bad news is that today is Yom Kippur. Yeah. And I will have to interrupt my football watching to go to the Yom Kippur service. Kind of hoping there's some, there's some chance that we might get a major storm here this afternoon. Hmm. So I'm kind of hoping. Because if it's just too dangerous, it's about 30 miles away. 30 minutes sure. away. It's 12 miles, 30 minutes. That's where I live. It's literally, it, as a crow flies, it's literally seven miles from here to the synagogue. But you can't get there that way. Yeah. Unless you could fly. So anyway, 30 to 35 minute drive. So I'm kind of hoping maybe there'll be a storm. Of course, now that I've said that, God's looking down going, no. <laughs> there'll be a storm after. Right. <laughs> On the way home. But anyway, so Yom Kippur starts, and then we got 10 days of of that. And then we, well, we had 10 days of that. We have Rosh Hashanah, and then we had 10 days uh-huh. of of repentance and teshuva, and now we have, you know, the big one, Yom Kippur. So being that you're a sun, you're a, uh, a September birthday child like I am, you know, I was vaguely aware, and even though I'm not Jewish, of, of Rosh Hashanah and, and Yom Kippur landing mm-hmm. on my birthday at some point right. in time. Right. It happens. It happens. Not so much on on mine because mine is later in the month, but it can happen. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. Like Rosh Hashanah last week fell on Shabbat, so you'd say to yourself, "Oh, we can get it all done in one day." No, <laughs> no. See, that's the thing about the evangelical no. churches. We don't have like feasts and and stuff like that. No. Yeah, it's it's usually you know, Good Friday, Easter Sunday, right. and Christmas right. is the only one that seems to move. And that's your own fault anyway, because your council of whatever decided, you know, Christmas and yeah. Easter. So you changed calendars. That's what screwed up Christmas. And your Easter, your Easter always falls on the first Sunday after the first full moon after the equinox, mm-hmm. which is a stupid way of doing it. But anyway, no, we don't do it that way. See, if, if, if the actual holiday falls on Shabbat, we say um, Shabbat's more important. So the holiday moves to the next day. Which is what happened last week. So Rosh Hashanah was on Shabbat. So we had the Rosh Hashanah Eve service, uh-huh. which was also Shabbat Eve service. Then we have Shabbat. Then we have Rosh Hashanah on Sunday. Okay. So it's like three days out of your life instead of. That sounds bad. That sounds like I'm complaining. God, I'm not complaining. I'm just, I'm just saying. You're going to have. That's you're going to beat your chest for that one. Right. I, I insulted Rosh Hashanah and I didn't. <laughs> Oh my God! Anyway, that's what I've got looking forward to tonight. Uh, what uh, What about you? What services do you hate? Send us an email: wtf at whatthefrock dot org. Yeah. Don't send or me an email saying, "Dave, how can you feel that way, man?" Comment or send us a message on message on Facebook. That would be fine too. Because right. right. really, if you send me that email, I'm just going to delete it. Or no, forward you, before, it. you'll forward it to me first, and then I'll then I'll delete it. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
I have discovered doing Bill's, Dave loves history, Dave uh-huh. does history on Tuesdays, that I don't really need to do that. I can actually just do this. And it's just as effective. Okay. It looks the same. Sorry, that's inside baseball you don't care about. Sure. We have a marker system to mark the uh, the different yeah. segments. And it normally sounds like this. Which is obnoxiously loud. And it is. Hurts my ears, but but I could just do this. Not that anybody cares. Welcome back. I'm Rabbi Dave. I am Friar Rod. And uh, oh, by the way, just as a warning, you do not greet Jews by saying "Happy Yom Kippur." Yom Kippur, very sad, very down, very repentative. If that's a word, very sober. You don't just walk in and go, hey, Dave, happy Yom Kippur, because I'm going to look at you and my daggers are going to fly out of my eyes going, bleep you. Go stand there for two hours going, I did this, I did that. Now I got to add that. I tried to kill Rod because he said happy Yom Kippur. <laughs> so don't do that. Blessed, I'm, blessed Yom Kippur, Dave. Right. So I'm Rabbi Dave. I'm Friar Rod. And uh, lots of stuff happening in the news this week. Zelensky came to America. Oh, yeah. Peddling, you know, pumping for money, shaking down. Is that what it was? It, it, it felt like it was. Yeah. And how convenient, how convenient that while he's here in America begging for our, more of our money and Congress, six people in Congress, I guess. So uh, as I understand it, and I haven't paid that close of attention to it, as I understand it, the defense authorization bill was going to contain the money for Ukraine, more money mm-hmm. for Ukraine. And six Republicans said, no, 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 no. And so now McCarthy's all butthurt because now he he has to have an actual vote on the Ukraine thing while Zelensky is here, I guess. (laughs) And in the meantime, they launched this drone attack on the naval headquarters in the Crimea. And everybody has that on their news feeds. Oh, look at this building getting blown up. It's quite frightening how effective these drone attacks are. It is not just frightening. It's it's weird. And we, okay, so if we go back to the very beginning of this war, which seems like it was forever ago, mm-hmm. because the war is not meant to be won. It's meant to be continuous. Yes. But a long time ago, we talked about on this show the way warfare was being changed by this war. The social media aspects of it, the whole, and and now what we're seeing is these billion dollar F-35 airplanes can be taken out by hundred dollar drones mm-hmm. or bad pilots. Yeah. <laughs> or mysterious. Bailed, mysterious bailed electronic airplane. issues. I, I, I better call 911. What? And yet, and yet somehow it continued to, to fly for a period of time. Right. The 911 call is what kills me. Yeah. You bail out of a plane, you call 911? You should have a number you're supposed to be right. reaching out to. Right. If you've got to. a cell phone to call 911, why the hell didn't you call your base and go, mm, I got a problem here? Yeah. <laughs> or don't you have a radio? I don't know. Don't you have a wingman who's watching what's going Hey, my partner just bailed out. I don't know why. The plane's still going. Maybe I should just follow it and see where it goes. Yeah. Nope. We bail out. We call 911. And the 911 call is hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> plane's, I don't know where it's going. 
It's still flying. <laughs> I don't know. But it's weird. You're right. It's weird. It's it's strange how we have these billion-dollar weapons uh-huh. that are proving to be less effective than these... Off-the-shelf. Off-the-shelf drones. Uh-huh. That's going to change some things. The Ukrainians apparently have boats, boats that uh-huh. are essentially drones that they're using to drive into harbors and blow things up. Yeah. And if you were living in Pearl Harbor right now, aren't you kind of going, mm, mm, <laughs> maybe we should do something about this. Yeah. Pearl Harbor, it's easier than it would be, say, in San Diego or San Francisco. You know, you could, uh, you could get through there pretty easily. I would think Pearl Harbor, that's a pretty narrow entrance and can be blocked uh-huh. off pretty easily. So maybe, maybe not. I, it, it's just fascinating to me to watch this stuff because now it's like, and there's no, there's no defense. There's no, no. cause there's so many of them that can, that can go out and they're, you're not going to be able to, yeah, we really don't have an effective defense against those. No. Except that apparently we do because we can hack into a F-35. Why can't we hack into the drones? Well, the, is, what, what you'll see is attacks on the GPS system because that's where these things are following GPS coordinates. Oh, so great. you're going to have to. So the next time yeah, I go to the beach, I actually will drive into the ocean. Yeah, they're going to have to either have some kind of a signal that changes the GPS signal. The strong, It's a stronger GPS signal for these things that. They think they're off course and they, they change to where they're going. I don't know. We'll see. And that presents a problem for the Navy. Yeah. Because the Navy, once upon a time, in the olden days, the Navy actually knew how to navigate. We would come up and we'd take star shots and we'd look at the sky and we actually had a sextant on board. <laughs> and we could navigate. But as I understand things, and this was part of the problem with the Fitzgerald collision, was that we have become dependent upon technology, and nobody knows how to navigate anymore. Probably because they don't know how to do trigonometry. That could be. So if the GPS stuff goes away, I mean, there were articles in Proceedings and other naval magazines about, we need to be teaching navigation again. Yeah. Again. We need to be start teaching this again. Like, why did we stop? Because I'm a fire control technician, ballistic missile. I work on the second level underneath the whole thing. I never see the sky, and I know how to do it. Uh-huh. I know how to plot points and courses and that kind of stuff. <laughs> and it's not even my job. But apparently officers of the deck now don't know how to do this. I'm concerned about that. So if they take out the GPS, and of course this is what EMP is for, taking that stuff out, high altitude detonations, which take all that stuff out, now we're reduced to what? Now we got to go back to the billion dollar weapons again because they need that? I don't know. All I can say is this. If Ukraine is winning this war, why aren't they winning the war? There's a whole lot of chatter this week about Russia and what they're willing to settle for. And Larovsky or whatever his name, I figured his name starts with an L. 
the Soviet, the, the Russian foreign minister, I guess. Uh huh. What is his name? Now I'm. I don't know. God, I hate it when that happens. I'm I can horrible see, with names. I can see it in my face. I can see, I can spell it L A V O R S K Y, but I can't remember how to say it. Lavorsky. Yeah, that's not right. Anyway, I guess he was at the United Nations this week explaining why the the peace proposal by the Ukraine isn't going to work. So we're going to continue this war. We keep hearing about this Ukrainian offensive, but much like World War II with the Imperial Imperial Japanese radio, uh-huh. we have strategically withdrawn another 20 feet or something. I mean, none of it makes any sense to me uh-huh. on a strategic sale, except that we're pouring money into this, and I do mean pouring money into this. The Soviets, Russians, are getting money and weapons now from the North Koreans. How desperate do you have to be for that? Seriously. Hey, North Korea, hey, Kim, <laughs> we need some of your... We need some of your uh, obsolete weaponry there. <laughs> wow. And we're getting ready to sell them more cluster munitions. And the missiles they go on. Long range. Long range Long cluster range. munitions. With, with Which means go those are going to be used in Russia. Right. I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's weird, and it makes, you, it makes me concerned. And it makes me question... A lot of things. It really does. And I'm getting concerned about it. But at the same time, I got more important things to worry about. The Broncos are 0-2. Yeah. And man, headed for 0-3. Not a good start. And if you, if you go 0-3, you have virtually no chance of making Only one team has ever started 0-3 and made the playoffs. In mm-hmm. the modern era. There have been a couple of them. But only one. And it wasn't us. So, and I don't think there's any way we beat Miami today. But if we do, well, I can't make a vow because we just had the we just had the vow annul on <laughs> Rosh Hashanah. We did the the vow annul annulment, so I can't really make a vow. I was going to say if, if the Broncos beat the the Dolphins today, I'll make a donation, but I guess I won't because no, need to wait till after Yom Kippur to do that kind of thing. Yeah, so you can't make any vows now until after Yom Kippur. Shouldn't no, because because see, today is the day, tonight today. Yeah. See, it's we're Jews, so tomorrow starts tonight. It starts at sundown. Yeah. So tonight at sundown is literally Monday for us. Okay. Which is screwy, and it gets so. No, we're not supposed to do that because uh, you, you got to get through all that. Because today is the day. Tomorrow's the day that you get inscribed for a good year. So okay. you don't want to start off a good year by making a stupid vow about the Broncos of all teams, because you know. The Broncos yes. in the Eastern Time Zone uh, with that crappy defense. No, there's no way in hell we're going to win this game. <laughs> Stay with us. We'll be right back. What the frock, Dave? You are—you've been a band in in your schooling. You were in band, and I was, and you played—you played at games Trombone. and things like that. Yep. Okay. Trombone yeah. section leader. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, my hat's off to you. I wish I would have learned trombone. I was a trumpet player. And so when I, once I got braces, I wasn't playing trumpet anymore. But uh, so you know, Dave, they make wax for that. Well, so this was back in the 80s. I, yes, I know. I was. There. I know they have wax, but it's the same time. It was just they were the braces were eating into my. You know why that wax was so important? My sister, like you, played trumpet, sure. cornet, and she had braces, and so she had that wax. So my senior year, we get invited to play Ronald Reagan's inaugurational parade, or mm-hmm. at the same time Disneyland. Mm. We'd have a vote. The vote was Disneyland. fifty to two for Disneyland. I and sure. Doug voted to go to DC. Anyway, so we get to D. We get to Disneyland. We're playing the concert, and the spit valve on my trombone breaks in the well, middle of the concert. Tragic. So I grabbed my sister's wax, plugged up the hole, and kept going. Well, there you go. So, well, what began as a routine band performance of taking out the side of your neck, no, talking out the side of your neck, what the heck is that, by cameo at an Alabama high school football game, ended in a troubling... Can you do that sentence again? Because that sentence doesn't make any sense. Okay, so what began as a routine band performance of talking out the side of your neck by Cameo, so apparently it's it's got to be one of those songs I don't know, at an Alabama high school football game ended in a troubling confrontation when a police officer tased the marching band director for refusing to stop the music. The altercation occurred Thursday around 9 p.m. local time after a game at Jackson Olin High School in Birmingham, Alabama. The minor high school band director, Johnny Mims, and his ensemble of 145 students were about a minute away from being done with their final song when a police officer approached the podium. According to both Mims and the police department, officers asked Mims to stop the performance so they could clear out the stadium. Mims responded that the song was about to end and the performance was agreed on by both schools. Nothing we were doing at the time was being a danger to the community or fans, Mims told NPR. Everyone was enjoying themselves. That's part of that's the part I'm having a hard time grappling with. As students finished their performance, officers attempted to arrest Mims for not complying. Not complying to end the frickin' song. Anyway. Well I can so understand was, that. I'm not saying he's right, but I, I can certainly understand that. Yeah, yeah. Well he was he was arrested and apparently he didn't he he must have resisted, so he uh got taste. We had a similar situation in 78 when Homecoming and we had prepared a show called Mm -hmm. Those Magnificent Men and Their Flying Machines. Okay. And it was in the dark. The lights were off. And we had flashlights attached to our beaver hats. Okay. And literally three-fourths of the way through the show, the referees come on the field and said, that's it, you're done, get off. We got a football game to play. And the parents... With With the lights off? The parents explained to the referees, no, you get to wait. And the referees were not happy, but. What do you do? Oh, look. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things. The city of New York will spend nearly $30 million on, quote, disease detectives and other health pros. In wait. preparation. Disease detectives? and other health professionals in preparation for the nightmarish potential outbreaks, including new COVID-19 variants, M-pox, which is what I think we call monkeypox, but we can't call it that because it's racist, Ebola, Ebola, and polio. 
City awarded $28 million in two-year contracts to a pair of temp agencies who will scour the country, which is what it says, the country, it doesn't, to provide 48 licensed laboratory techs, clinicians, and disease investigators to assist with detecting diseases and testing antibiotic resistance and other services, according to the health department spokesman. So what do you do for here. a living, Dave? I'm so a disease detector. New York City. New York City is paying nearly $30 million for people to go around and check and see if there are diseases in New York City. Now, what precisely might cause an outbreak of COVID-19 monkeypox, Ebola, which is not a hugely transmittable, and polio in New York City. What what might be causing that? What might be contributing to that? I'm thinking it's the immigrant situation. So why is New York spending $30 million on this, but Texas isn't? Well, it's New York, Dave, you know. They're complaining that they're getting, you know, these buses have to stop. Ebola. They're concerned about Ebola in New York City. Now, the last time I checked, maybe I'm not right, but, you know, if I am not right, I'll I'm repent. Certain, uh, I'll I'm certain Sean Hannity would know. Right. Last time I checked, Ebola comes from Equatorial Africa. Mm-hmm. Not Venezuela. Yeah. Why in the hell are they worried about Ebola? If they're just transferring funds somewhere. They're just. Solicitations came amid the city's exploding migrant crisis with more than 125,000 people pouring into Big Apple since 2022. You are correct. In fact, it is the migrant situation which has caused all of this to happen. Suddenly, they're foreclosed borders. Suddenly. Well, they're yeah. not. They're not really foreclosed borders because the president gave a big speech this week saying, we're going to welcome even more immigrants. We're going to give them photo IDs. And jobs. The jobs Americans don't want to do. He said that. Now, this happens at the same time that RFK Jr., who is a presidential candidate. Mm-hmm. On the Democrat side, although the Democrats don't seem to think that he is, gave a interview in which he explained that chickenpox vaccination causes uh-huh. shingles. Huh. Look, I, I like a lot of what RFK Jr. has to say. I, I I appreciate the fact that he's saying it because he's creating chaos. And I, as we all know, I love chaos. But I was a little taken aback by that. But he claims that there's a study that shows that people who have been vaccinated against chickenpox get shingles, which is far more dangerous than chickenpox. Yeah. Which I wasn't aware of either. I did not... I did not know that shingles was, quote, more dangerous, unquote, than chickenpox. I thought chickenpox was a deadly disease. I'm not reading about people dying of shingles. I know that there's a lot of people who want to die from shingles, but but I've not read what they are dying of shingles. 
unless I just missed it. So the same time New York is hiring disease detectives, RFK is saying that shingles is going to be a, a huge problem because we vaccinated all these people, you and I, our age, our generation with chickenpox, and so we're all going to die of yeah. shingles. And I just, I just don't know. I can't find this study that he's referencing. I, this is what my time, my valuable time spent looking for a study. I hate this when people do this. Uh, This study shows that, but they never link the study. They never tell you what the study is. I'm just going to tell you, if you ever send me stuff saying, hey, Dave, haven't you heard that this causes it? You better include references. Cite your source. Citations. Because if you don't, I ignore you. But at the same time, I, I'm like, I, I got to find this, but I can't find it anywhere. I mean, I know. Plus, they have shingles vaccinations because they keep telling me I need to get one, too. And I keep saying, no. The reason I keep saying no is not because I'm, you know, a sadomasochist or anything. It's because everybody I know that has gotten the shingle shot complains about how much it hurts. Sure. And my response is You don't that, like needles either. Shingles can't hurt any worse what i say but knowing full well that it probably does because my doctor keeps telling me that oh you don't want to get shingles the shot sucks but you don't want to get shingles so i don't know i'm between that and these disease detectives roaming around how come they're not looking for chicken pox and shingles how come they're just uh-huh. looking for ebola and polio and COVID, of course and mpox which i thought we already decided that monkey pox mm-hmm pretty much a gay disease pretty much so i i, I don't know <sighs> vaccinations disease detectives bans i being just tased. i just know that the chicken box vaccine didn't work very well for my oldest she was she got she got uh, the shot and then when she got chicken pox it was a bad case of chicken pox so I vaguely remember having chicken pox as a kid. I vaguely remember having mumps as a kid. God knows I don't want shingles. But it's all the kind of thing that makes me say... WTF? Welcome back. I'm Dave. I'm Rod. And an amazing thing happened in California this week, although not so amazing after all. Yeah. So California had a bill that passed the legislature because... One of hundreds. See, what what is so screwed up in California that every year you need 900 new bills? Well, you know, they've got jobs, Dave, and the legislature, what what are they going to do? They have to pass laws. They, they, They do this all the time. This Congress was the least effective Congress in history. Why do you say that? Because they only passed 150 bills. Um, that doesn't make them least effective by any stretch of the matter. Anyway, I used to bitch about that every January. First, first show of the year was always, hey, the new law is going into effect today. Huzzah. Anyway, they had a law that um, passed the legislature. And if you've watched any of the debate on it, you've, you probably wanted to throw something on your television screen. But the idea here was that if you as a parent are not affirming your child's gender identity, 
which, by the way, they explained to me, is easy to do if your child's gender identity matches their gender assigned at birth, then it's easy. But if it's not, sure. then you have a problem. But if you as a parent don't affirm that, mm-hmm. the bill says the California court can step in and take your child away and put it in, make your child a ward of the state because they will affirm its, geni- its gender identity. You almost said genitals, didn't you? Yes, I did. almost said genitals, but <laughs> that would be inappropriate. And I would have to go, I said genitals on the podcast. Anyway. So this bill to great fanfare passed the legislature fairly significantly. And it was presumed by all present that it would become law in California. And many talk radio heads, talking heads have made many shillings this week over speaking about it in outrage, not me because I took the week off. Sorry, folks. It was, Uh there was a lot of stuff going on that I'm not going to talk about here. It's personal stuff, but just know that you need to keep me in your thoughts and prayers. Okay. Cause especially tonight, a lot of stuff going on, yeah, especially tonight. Anyway, so bottom line is that uh, on Friday night, Governor Kevin Newsom vetoed the bill. Mm-hmm. To pretty much everybody's surprise. He's not everybody. running, Dave. He's not running for president. See, I disagree. I think he is. Although now I'm hearing Michelle Obama is, so... Who knows? Uh, they're, they're trying to make a case for Michelle Obama. Officially, Joe Biden is, so. Hmm. But Newsom vetoes this bill, and everybody's like, what? And conservatives, of course, rejoiced everywhere. Conservatives sure. all over social media are like, hey, we, we won one. Somebody finally had some common sense. But they didn't read his veto message, uh-huh. which I, of course, did because that's what I do. I read the veto message, and the veto message wasn't this bill is unconstitutional. Uh-uh. It wasn't there will be a 14th Amendment challenge on this, on you know due process, equal protection. None of that. The, 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 but by the way, we will lose in the new Ninth Circuit Court, which Trump undid sure. you know, and changed. And then we'll be affirmed by the Supreme Court should we decide to appeal it. There's none of that. His reason for vetoing it was that he's afraid that other states that don't have the progressive leadership and management that he has will take this bill and respond to it and will thus further discriminate against the quote-unquote community, whatever the hell that is, Uh and use it to destroy transgenderism? I don't know. Yeah, but Dave, we're the leader. California's the leader. We show the nation how which way it should go. So this tells you right there, his decision to veto that is something bigger than than just California. He's yeah, he's, he's afraid positioned. that Texas and Florida are going to pass bills that you know. I, I'm going to disagree. Well, I mean, I, I guess that's a that's a possibility, but that's what he said. It, that's what his there veto was an, message uh, says. Uh, well, yeah, but when do politicians ever say the truth, right? When they so, want to blame somebody else. Well, I'm but vetoing so there, this there because was an Texas uprising, and Florida Dave. and Utah will will yeah will screw well, us up. But there was an uprising of parents in Los Angeles, Dave, against the gender the gender uh, issues happening in schools. Literally, multiple protests uh, going on in Southern California. And if you can get that in Southern California, they'd have that statewide. I think he's afraid too of the parents uprising. Well, he knows he'll lose in the courts. 
they have to. This is this is Ted yeah. Lou two point and Ted Lou's idiotic yeah. ban on violent video games. He he has to know that they would lose in the courts on this. Yeah, and lose badly, especially with the Ninth Circuit reconstituted the way it is. If that went in bank, if it went on a two on a three judge panel, he might have a chance. Uh-huh. But either way. If he wins in the Ninth Circuit, it's going to be appealed to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court's going to take it up. Yeah. And they're going to bitch slap it. If he loses in the Ninth Circuit Court, the Supreme Court's not going to take it up. They're just going to affirm, and he gets bitch slapped. He knows he can't win on that. So, I don't, you know, I don't know. I found it surprising that his his ruminations, his his reasoning was because other states will abuse this. Other states will will write laws that that we don't like but they'll use our bill as an excuse to do it meanwhile california quietly lifts the ban on travel to these states that, that well, you know, have the uh, the problem issues. with that is your football teams need to make money and the only way they can make money is going <laughs> to play other teams in those states <laughs> right yeah am i not kidding i mean that's yeah. that's what it comes down to so we'll see what happens anyway that uh, there's your surprising news for the week is uh, that happened. Meanwhile, you want to get a hold of us, WTF at whatthefrock.org or Facebook. Website, yeah. Facebook. I don't think we have a Twitter account. We never will. We don't have an official Twitter account. I'm, well, I'm on there as the Gulliard. Twitter accounts, yeah. right. Well, I'm on there as the Gulliard Friar and I try and roast things here and there. Right. So you can check us out there and do all of those things. But in the meantime, everybody have a safe, and saying Yom Kippur. Because if you if you don't, you have to wait an entire year before you can seek forgiveness again. Oh, that's that's a long haul. Yeah, that's why you want to be inscribed for a good year now rather than having to wait. Because okay. it's still a year before the before the high priest can go into the Holy of Holies and make sacrifice for you, right? <laughs> yeah. I sound like I'm joking, but I'm really not. Hey, you chose your face. I do take it seriously, and I will be there tonight to for the cold Nidre service and all that stuff. And then I'll be back next week, along with Rod, the, the good Friar Rod. Yeah. Because this is what we do. And we call it... What the frock? <laughs>